Friday night, kids, and you know what that means. It's time for yet another episode of Vlad the Show. I'm Murphy, and joining me, as usual, is the biggest, sexiest co-host in the world, and her boyfriend, Big Daddy Decaf. How are you, sir? Uh, my question is, could people actually hear me in the chat room? Since I hope DWG's so. Not in the DWG's <laughs> not in it, so I, I can't tell you if it is or not, or hear us on the Twitch. Hopefully, people can hear me. Uh, Yanner's in the chat. If not, Yanner will let us know. Hopefully, they uh, are tuned in. So, Yanner, in. you hear me? Hello. Hopefully. Well, Yanner may not be in the chat. Um, this is a great question. Uh, I, I, this is so, uh, it the sucks D, D, so the DWGs, bad. The, the DWGs check it up. <laughs> sucks the, the, the so DWGs, bad. The, the DWGs. I, I hear you. I just checked the monitor. You're good. So, um, oh, folks. Okay, we're good. Yeah, okay. you're good. <laughs> you know, I fuck it up one time, and then the system fucks it up the next time. But it's okay. It's okay. Folks, you're uh, joining us hopefully for Blah the Show. I'm Murphy. That's Decaf, where every week we deep dive one particular topic and beat the living shit out of it. Um, Man, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, Today we're a little early because it's the DWG's birthday, so Decaf has to go and be the diligent boyfriend. (laughs) Diligent, huh? And uh, get get all of her friends adequately drunk. Um, That should be interesting. Just light them up, bend them over one at a time. <laughs> Just like the Germans did the Jews. No, but you know. <laughs> what? What? God damn. See, this is why I haven't put this stuff on YouTube yet, because I'm desperately afraid you're going to say something like that. And I just don't want my face associated with it. <laughs> <sighs> All you got to do is just block. You just, just got to beep it out. You just got to be. Just beep, beep. Sometimes it would just be one belong. Beep. <laughs> uh, it's time for our one and only reoccurring bit of the show, and that is a presentation of the drinks. Decaf, what are you drinking? Mm. I'm drinking fine, Jim. Fine. Well, well fine black soda. <laughs> and, and sun kissed. I'm drinking absolutely nothing because somebody told me that they had to, we had to do the show early tonight because it's somebody's birthday. So I ran home as fast as I could, even though I got out of work late, shoved enough food in my mouth where I didn't pass out from low blood sugar, came downstairs and sat here and waited for your black ass to get your shit together. <laughs> I know, man. Hey, but it's, it's, but it's all together. Then I have my notes and shit. I lost this, <sighs> so I got you know the thing is, it's like I, I'm one of those uh, because I'm a, I'm a serious nerd, right? You are. A serious so I'm, one of nerd. Nerds, I'm a serious nerd that like overstudy and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. That's why I give yeah, you the hand those, signals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm one of those serious nerds that like overstudy and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'd be like get get to a test and like like know too much and shit. So then <laughs> I get like I, I start running like, like six. It's like it's six paragraphs, and I write like twelve. to like James L. Come on, man. We calm, only six calm down. This is UNLV. <laughs> it's not that serious. <laughs> I know, man. So, so I'm all like, oh god, I gotta get the notes. I gotta get the days right and everything and stuff like that because you know we're doing a it's a big show. I have to go show my uh, professor skills. As she it says, is, so, yeah. this is very much the big show. <laughs> So in continuing our theme of being somewhat topical but not topical at all, this week we are actually going to talk about the fall of Richard Nixon. And (laughs) this is kind of an important deal, especially considering certain things are occurring at the time we record this episode. Um, And I I think, you know, you and I talked about last week, and I think this was, you know, you and I decided that this this was definitely a good topic to cover 
Because when you talk about the fall of Richard Nixon, well, a lot of people, they, they think Watergate. They don't understand the scope of everything that entails Watergate and everything that it was. And, and, and it was the Watergate event itself was one little pinprick in a map of lies and deception and dirty tricks, really, is what it yeah. was. So let me do, as I usually do, let me do the tale of the tape. Let me break it down. Richard Milhouse Nixon, born January 9th, 1913. Uh, he was the 37th president of the United States. He served from 1969 to 1974. He was also a vice president. He was uh, what in Congress. He had all sorts of positions within the government. Our concern tonight is primarily his time in the presidency. Um, he did die April 22nd, 1994 in New York City. Um, and he did serve as president in office from January 20th, 1969 to August 9th, 1974. Um, very interesting, interesting guy, right? I mean, Nixon, Nixon as a person was a really interesting individual, um, kind of had this, and I'm sure you probably expand on this. He had this this air of fuck the East Coast elites. That was kind of the dude's mantra in life, wasn't it? Yeah, he he was really big on that, and um, he was really big on uh, his conservative values. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, when we get to the end of the show, I I have a little twisty 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 that. there, uh, a little twisty twisty of his conservative values. I might I might know which show. one you're talking about too, because. Some interesting things I read. <laughs> so, but that's the thing. Dixon was a very uh, he. God, what kind of politician was he? He he was a ter- He was he wasn't a good politician, right? He's a he's he was probably you know what I I have a good comparison. Okay, it just came to my mind. I would say that he is the Hillary Clinton of the Democratic <laughs> Party of the Republican Party. <laughs> well, the Republican, of the Republican Party. Party because he was really really smart. Mm-hmm. He knew a lot of shit. But he was a terrible fucking politician, right? Like Hillary. Hillary is super smart. She knows a lot of shit. Terrible fucking politician, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's why that's why Kennedy won. Kinda. <laughs> fairly. The first time. The first time, yeah. <laughs> because Kennedy the first time he ran because Kennedy like well, you know, they kind of ran up the scoreboard in Illinois, you know, kind of like had dead people voting and shit. But hey, you know what? Everyone has dead people voting. Of course, some other guy is about, may go to jail. We'll see if that actually happens. But uh, yeah, so it, it was some tactics that happened yeah. during the election. But one thing that Nixon was famous for was, of course, his like his sweating. Like when he go on there and he did every mm-hmm. every time he had a debate with Nick uh, with Kennedy. Well, the for the very first time too, he was just pouring sweat. So the next time around, they try to have like fans in there. They try uh-huh. to like to cool him down. They have more commercial <laughs> breaks so they can <laughs> so they so can, can mop him up. <laughs> yeah, so they can <laughs> so they can clean up his face so he doesn't look so fucking yeah. sweaty, scared. But it wasn't it wasn't so much um, the a uh, fear. It was more that that's just how he was. He was just a sweaty guy. Just because, a flop sweat. Just just pouring we, out of it. As we know, he, he well later in his career he was drunk all the fucking time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But but you know Which is which but, is it because he grew up he grew up in a rather strict house. His dad was really strict, yeah. was really strict. His mom was a Quaker. Uh, so like his his he the guy was never handed anything in his life. Like everything yeah. in his life, he had to fight he for, had to it. Work he had for, to work for it. He had to scrape for it. Yeah, and and 
so it kind of feels like in 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 his even when he was running, um, it kind of tinted everything he did. He had that he had that I've earned all of this and no one's going to take it from me kind of attitude. Now, so okay, so I know he earned the name Tricky Dick pretty early on in his career, right? <laughs> you know, I, I say I did not. I, I never researched where Tricky Dick mm-hmm. really came from. I no, You know what? I think it came from Tricky Dick came from Eisenhower. Ashley did it. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh-huh. It, I think when, when he was vice president, because you know Eisenhower hated yeah. Richard Nixon, right? And I think it came to because Eisenhower was trying to. Okay, what was it? I want to say that Nixon was trying. See, that's why I wish I had my. Name. Sorry, man. I kind of I, I set you up there. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I forgot I forgot to go that far. Mm-hmm. I, I I may have to look it up, but I know that Nixon was in a lot of. Um, trouble with what was it it was something that he was doing uh eisenhower didn't like what he was doing Mm -hmm. but the party forced eisenhower to except because nixon because eisenhower was seen more as a you know liberal type or whatever Mm -hmm. you know in the middle right yeah and nixon was that hardcore very hard uh that very hardcore conservative. Mm-hmm. So, but Nixon got it. I think it was in it's like some kind of trouble with oh, shit. I, I, I can't remember what it was, but Eisenhower had to eat crow for him for yeah. Nixon kind of shit. <laughs> and that, and that, and that, you know, and they never liked it after that. But as far as mm-hmm. Tricky Dick, that is a good question, man. Yeah. Even as a history major, I, I, I can't, I really can't remember, or I just don't remember. <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> you know, I've I've kind of recently because I've been I've been doing research on this week. I've I've kind of more concentrated on on specific areas, but I just, I know that in some of the reading I came up with it. You know, he was kind of known for dirty tricks and for some of these kind of political backhandedness, which is really funny because the guy tried to present this air of being good-natured and wholesome and being able to and being a a very straightforward guy and he put he tried to put on that that facade which a lot of people bought into for a very long time i mean his election numbers when he did win kind of showed that he did win over the american population um and but on, on the back end of it this was a guy who you know, was scheming, conniving, was always coming up with something, was always looking for, like, if there was a way that he could cut you off at the knees and punch you in the dick politically, he'd do it. Like, uh, you know, see, he, he wasn't, you say he wasn't a very good politician. And I think that in the governing sense, you're absolutely right. But in the sense of being, of playing the game of politics, Nixon was a master at it. I, I think, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Let me go back to my phrase. Nixon wasn't a, uh... He wasn't a, 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 and that's the one thing. Even though I, I, I really could not stand Ronald Reagan any of his. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're just, just you're very excited. I know because <laughs> this is your wheelhouse, man. <laughs> but, but one thing is that Nixon, even though he wasn't like a, uh, he, he, he wasn't a, a, he was a great politician when it came to dirty shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, he knew how to do shit. He knew how to maneuver, whatever the case may be, and yeah. he was super, super paranoid, right? Oh, but God. the thing is. That, but the thing is with Nixon is that he wasn't uh uh he wasn't a Obama, he wasn't a Ronald Reagan, he wasn't a Bill Clinton, he wasn't a 
Kennedy, you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't Eisenhower. He didn't have like Eisenhower was just war hero, you know. From yeah, World he didn't war have that. All that shit. Yeah, none of that shit. So Richard Nixon seriously just had to really just do anything possible to win. And no matter how no matter how dirty, no matter, you know, for all the wiretapping mm-hmm. they had to do, no matter what he had to do to try to, you know, to stay in office. Mm-hmm. But but that's the thing. He he had a following, but he didn't have a nation. I guess I could put it like that. They, that's a, a, that's a good way to put it. He had a following. He, he didn't, yeah. didn't have a nation. Obama had a nation, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it was so divided, you know, Ronald Reagan during his eighties, he had a nation, you know, Kennedy had a nation. He was just never a nation. He was never now, a nation politician. I, he I was will, just like, I will say that, that he did, post the end of Vietnam because of everything that happened at the end of Vietnam and, and the, the, how, how, I mean, look, he, he won, which I still think it's to this, to this day. I think he won the, what the second election, he won that by the greatest margin of electoral college votes that ever happened. He won it by like 520 electoral college votes. So, I mean, he had a nation at that point, but that's because of everything that he had done or put into gear to have done with Kissinger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, look, before we talk, but World War, but Vietnam World War Two, but Vietnam mm-hmm. War didn't end yet. Would he yeah. got reelected? Yeah. Well, it, it was it was ending as he got as he got reelected. Yeah. But 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 one of course is the ad yeah. the Daisy ad. Okay. But, so let's <laughs> so let's ask so let's talk about so we brought up Kissinger. So let's talk about so tell us about his relationship with Henry Kissinger and how how that kind of came together. Man, you know what? I it's Kissinger. I was looking. At, I was looking at, no, no, no. I was looking at. I was looking too much at mm-hmm. Bomb Neck Namara. So Kissinger came in after. Mm-hmm. Was he? He's the Secretary of Defense. I'm trying to remember. Kissinger was the Secretary of Defense right after Bob McNamara. Um, shoot. I. You know what? Because we really Bob should have Mac- researched this. We should really should have researched this beforehand. Um, yeah. he came in in um. I'm scrolling now to find it because see but we should have did he have sexual relationships <laughs> with that? <laughs> so he was that he was a national security he started as a national security advisor. There you go. He started as a national security no, advisor. That's just so he, he came into Kissinger he came into Nixon's um Nixon's presidency as 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 Nixon's backdoor guy. He, you know, Nixon wanted this. He wanted to be known as the president who united the world. And that's really was his big goal. Uh, You know, talking to China, talking to Moscow, you know, doing all these things. But rather than doing it himself, he had Kissinger set this all up in back channels. And and Kissinger went in and kind of did all of that. And that in and inadvertently, um, that was Kissinger's downfall because he he pissed off Nixon because he started getting all the credit for things instead of Nixon. And that's from what I was reading. That's what actually started Nixon to start recording all of those conversations in his office was because he wanted to get, he wanted to have all of it on tape of him directing Kissinger and Kissinger taking orders. And the public perception was that Kissinger was the one who was doing all of this when it was really, it was really Nixon. Yeah, no, yeah, it it, it kind of it, it was a matter of like, well, with my history, it's just mm-hmm. like trying trying to process and remember. Mm-hmm. But Bob, the the so so with that, Bob McNamara, McNamara, mm-hmm. one of the things he did that 
it affected three presidencies. Hmm. It affected Kennedy, it affected uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, and Nixon. And Nixon. Mm-hmm. And when she lied about the war, he had journals and notebooks saying mm-hmm. there was no way they were going to win the Vietnam War. And to go out there, and all three of those presidents went out there and lied to the American public every fucking day about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that, and that's why I, that's, that's why I'm thinking of him more than Kissinger, mm-hmm. uh, where it, it was a point where they just had to continue to lie because mm-hmm. no one wanted to reverse course on that, yeah. right? And, and 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 I and I think that's what hurt like all three other presidencies actually mm-hmm. was that Vietnam War, but. Yeah, Kissinger. I gotta do more research. Uh, yeah, I know. I should. I knew. I, I knew it was somebody else in there because McNamara left before, before when Nixon got in the office. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think who was the other person that was working the the strings behind. Yeah, you know the, the case to, about Richard Nixon. Well, but yeah, but Nixon, honestly, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Richard Nixon. I will say this: when he did get elected, and um. 68. Yeah, he was like, yeah, and then took office in 69, yeah. One thing about about Richard Nixon is that it was the Vietnam War, and it also was the, like, the the change. Sometimes they just want change. And when, 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 you know, uh, Lyndon Johnson didn't want to uh, run for re-election, Right. He, he got he got he pulled out because he had like a terrible yeah. showing in one of the primaries, and he was like, "Nah, fuck this, I'm out." But it was the Vietnam War. <laughs> that was so. That was the thing that was that held him back in those in the primaries. His presidency, he killed his presidency. Wow. He didn't even want to do it. Yeah, that, and so and that's why they have the. One um, notes are gone, oh, man. It's so mad. Who the Nixon? Who did he beat in '68? Uh, oh, in six. Um, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, the the nom- yeah because he the 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 nominees he d- Nixon kind of swept the primaries after after that I think it was overwhelmingly he swept the primaries after 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 Johnson all right, all right yeah Johnson so spir- out. all right spiral yeah spiral egg Sp- Spiro Agnew no, yeah no no no, Agnew- no, no, no. that's running me that's running yeah. I'm sorry Ag- well Listen, Agnew Agnew it was MacArthur is it Agnew oh. was a pr- in the primaries he, I think okay. for a little while but then. Yeah, you know, I want to get. I I, did, I knew the name, and I went against myself, man. Hubert Humphrey. Oh, Hubert he beat Humphrey. Hubert Humphrey because he was a he was a very weak candidate and everything mm-hmm. like that. But it was like they got burnt out pretty much of the whole uh, Linda Bay Johnson and the, and the war. And Nixon mm-hmm. came in. He came in against a good time because he went against a weak candidate. Though Nixon was not popular. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like. Or die to go put Nixon in office. It was one of those like, it's one of those. All right, it's one of those. Um, we got Nixon. We don't really give a shit about. We got yeah. Hubert Humphrey. We don't really give a shit about. And then Nixon just won. You yeah. know, yeah. It, it was one of those. Yeah. So let's 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 um looking at the timeline and looking at the series of events that kind of led to the down Nixon's downfall. Um. One of the big things, that, and this is this is kind of again, I think, goes back to the whole you know, dirty tricks. 
the formation in 1971 of the, uh, or excuse me, in 72 of the, no, 71 of the plumbers. So that was the, that was the like dirty tricks, like underhanded (laughs) tactics division for put together. I'll go ahead. Well, that was the that was the division of the creep, the coalition to reelect the president. Yeah, it was it was uh, led under Liddy, uh, and their whole goal was to go to the Watergate building for. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they did. They were. They did more than that. They they were uh, like the, originally yeah. they were put together to do all sorts of things <laughs> like that, and then come yeah. like come in like room, early seventy two. Room sixteen project. That's what they were originally. But. Come come like early seventy two. They hadn't been given anything to do really, and any time that there was something that they wanted to do, uh, they had to run it again. They had to run it back to the White House or to somebody, and somebody would kept telling them no, and they got pissed off. And it was um, it was the chief of staff Halderman who kind of started giving them marching orders and kind of giving them the okay to do things. So then then like in so then that that happens in 71 and then in in early 72 they start doing shit and then that's um may 28th 1972 that's when they break into the dnc to to bug phone lines but that wasn't the first time they had done that right that was something that was kind of in their wheelhouse it it, it was something because a lot of a lot of the people in that group were ex-fbi and ex-cia oh you know yeah, and and the the person who was running it was an ex uh, was an ex operative of of one yeah, of the yeah. three letter like agencies. Uh, my notes, are gone. <laughs> my notes. God do you, hey man, do you, do you want to yeah. do, do you want to hold this till next week? Do you want to no, redo I'm your good. notes? Okay, okay. No, no, I'm good, man. Okay. Fuck yeah. All right. So, you know, I, I don't have his exact name, but a lot of the people were made up of uh, ex-FBI and CIA operatives, mm-hmm. and they know how to go in and break in and wiretap, mm-hmm. right? So, but one thing that the guy did, because they went in, you know, it was after hours. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gone. It was, it was for um, the Daniel was it? I, Daniel Ellsberg, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, he, and he was one of the... Uh, main people for the campaign for oh campaign for the for the reelection of the creep or or the the one that got the the one that got beat down in the election ah McGovern oh, okay Shit. I know it's McGovern right it's McGovern right okay, I pull, okay. I pull. all right it's McGovern right okay so and so they wanted to go break in and see what the Democratic Party was you know mm-hmm. was doing because Nixon himself was like it, he was paranoid his numbers weren't terrible mm-hmm. but nixon was so paranoid that he wanted to know exactly what was going on yeah. so they send him in there and they go break in um i think midnight hour or something mm-hmm. like that and the guy these people were supposed to be professionals left door the door open with tape and shit you know what i'm saying where it's like <laughs> where it's it's looks so suspicious uh-huh. right so when the cops the when the, when the wire tripped off for the cops to you know to come to investigate mm-hmm. they they were hiding they literally were hiding yeah. in like under foul like behind foul cabinets <laughs> it was like under desk and shit like that but they got away and, though right they uh, got away yeah. that night no well no, well they got one guy got, I think one guy got arrested and the yeah, rest well, of them got away that the, night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So arrested them, and then one guy got arrested for yeah. it. So then it was so it was a small thing that mm-hmm. was just a blip in a new cycle, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Now hold on, hold on. So hold on. Right, so so but I want I want to go back to a point that you made, and that, that Nixon wasn't doing that badly because it, it was at this point in his presidency he'd been to China, he'd been to Moscow, he'd been uh, he either was or uh, planning to go to Vietnam. So he was already like his whole detente strategy of world like domination through through diplomacy was actually working. Like it was it was a thing. Like the the Cuban Missile Crisis was behind us. Um, you know, the Cold War, War was starting to thaw. There was actual relations with these countries. And it was it was like seen like it was a good thing. But you're right. He was just absolutely paranoid about everything at this point. Um, and he wanted to know exactly what the Democrats were doing. And he, he wanted to make sure that his win was going to be a slam dunk. No, but that's that's the thing. It is what was a slam dunk. And he could have he could have had his his um, uh, or his uh, say. The cake and whatever. Could have had his cake and eat it too? Eat it too. <laughs> but they fucked up. The they fucked up. <laughs> they fucked up the kid. But the, it was only two reporters, uh, Bob Woodward and... Woodward and Bernstein. Uh, mm-hmm. Bernstein actually gave a shit to really investigate yeah. this shit, you know? And, and, and that's the thing. You just wonder, you're like... You, you, when you go through a history, you go through how the events break down. And everything like that, you wonder like, what would it take? In the, of course, the great movie, starring Dustin Hoffman and and uh, Robert Redford. Oh, um, all the president's men. Uh, all the president's yeah. men, right? So they really do a good breakdown of it. How so many people they could get to say and make comments, but they could never put on the record yeah. to deep throat, you know. And so they, you know, and the later uh, you find out that's another note that I've lost. But anyway, so but so they could put stuff on the record, but it was really really hard, and it took a lot of footwork. To, to do it mm-hmm. and the and the best take of it is that Nixon who was sorry in his residency oh, yeah. he really was sorry in his presidency though he though you know it, it, they had the the bad pullout in um in Vietnam the, oh yeah where they had to abandon the the embassy the, and, the, the, and the they were airlifting people, people off of the off of the roof yeah, the roof, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, that was a negative thing against him, but he pulled out the troops in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the hippies won. <laughs> the hippies won the battle on that one. And he actually, I, you know, had the guts to go, you know, pull out of it. And then he went over to uh, China to try to talk mm-hmm. about a, a peace holding and with the Cold War against Russia and everything mm-hmm. like that. So Nixon won re-election by last slide. He was like you know he was actually becoming a a pretty good you know a pretty big rock star and stuff yeah. but little that that the the watergate scandal yeah was just trickling down so and i i think if, i think honestly if nixon paid attention to it mm-hmm. and really put a lot of things to try to kill it i think it would have been you know i think he could have got over it mm-hmm but, but I think what I think Nixon just saw it as just a annoyance, like you henchman, like he has his henchman. Yeah, you take care of this part. You take care of this part. Let me get your ass out there and do this. <laughs> I got you to do this part. Well, you, you know what I'm saying? And I then there's that. 
there's that infamous line, get me Roger Stone, you know, that, that as well. So, so when, when people talk about Watergate, most people just think about the break-in, but what they don't think of is everything that happens after that, which is really funny about how much it parallels, oh, I don't know, certain scandals that happened in the last couple of years. Because, so, okay, so the, the plumbers themselves, and I'm, I'm going to break down a couple of events here in some time. The plumbers themselves, they all get arrested a couple of days later. They get arrested on June 23rd in 72. Um, so they're arrested, and weirdly enough, I guess the wife of somebody in the Democratic National Committee gets, or, or excuse me, some Republican's wife somewhere get, is reading in the newspaper and recognizes the name of one of the guys arrested and recognizes it's someone who works for the Nixon camp, or works works with Nixon and works for the campaign. Um, so... So then it's okay. So it's like, okay, then, then shit starts to fly. So June 23rd, 72, um, Halderman, who's the white house chief of staff, he recommends to Richard Nixon that they shut down the investigation, the FBI investigation of the Watergate break. And by having the CIA director Helms tell the FBI director to stay the hell out of it. And this is recorded on tape. So this now we're starting to this is this is where things really start to roll because the the CIA director, the the White House and the CIA are trying to pressure the FBI to drop this. And on September 15th, Hunt, Liddy and the rest of the Watergate burglars are indicted by a federal grand jury. So now that's going on. And then, boom, there's the election. And and Nixon's reelected beating McGovern. With the largest plurality of votes in, in American history, 520 electoral votes, almost every state went to Nixon. And it's I'm, like, I'm if he'd have just paid attention to that and not with trying to be Mr. Tricky Dick, none of this would have gone down. Yeah, no. I, I, hold on. I, I, I got to pull the hold on car. Hold okay. On. I will edit this out in post. Six hours later. Okay, so in November then, so Nixon's reelected, defeating George McGovern um, by the largest electoral vote swing in history, 520 electoral votes. It was huge. It was massive. So Nixon's overall plan for, you know, uniting the world through diplomacy had won. He, he it succeeded. He won. Uh, yeah, it was because, well, it was because of the, the Daisy commercial. The one, the, the one is like... Um... And Colin said, "Would you want your what? What you know? If the nuclear bomb is about to drop, mm-hmm. what would your prayer? Like three in the morning, who would you want to call? Uh, you you seen it? it had no, the I haven't seen it. No, you seen the commercial? Then they had the little girl, and it showed the nuclear bomb hit. Is that who would you want to be your president? Because McGovern was really big against, uh, uh." like a nuclear war like a fight or whatever the case really no i didn't know about that what no i didn't know so so when nixon did uh what they did is they put an ad together Uh saying how who will you want as president three in the morning when that call comes and like russia is gonna pretty you know they say russia particular but Mm -hmm. when that nuke comes and then they showed a little girl ah Oh my God! A fucking nuclear explosion. Oh we're my talking God! You Holy, never see that? I've never seen that commercial. Okay, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna have to go and watch that. I'm gonna go and watch that commercial because that sounds that sounds horrible. Scared the bejesus out of people. <laughs> it did. It did. 
I was your twenty electoral votes, right? Because oh that was it was that it was it was during the like the Cuban Missile Crisis uh-huh. and, and, and shit and everything. So they're like, "Who you want to be?" You know, like three in the morning that call, and they show a little like the cutest oh my God. white girl you can fucking find. Oh, it had to be a white girl. It had to be a white girl. Yeah. Had to be a white girl, and then they show her face like panic, and then they show wow. like a fucking uh, the nuclear bomb that like the, the, know, atom, like the mushroom cloud going up and everything. Okay, and, shit. and that's the, and that was the advertisement. It's okay, I'm gonna have to, ass. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to to find that. Then I'm gonna have to watch that. <laughs> it was one of the first oh dirtiest. Gosh. It was one of the first dirtiest as used in uh, campaign history. Wow. That is a shit, that's a shit commercial right there. My gosh. Okay, so well, so he wins in November and then January 8th, 1973, the five defendants in the Watergate trial, the Plumber trial, they all plead guilty. So they plead yeah. guilty to burglary. Uh, for, for lesser charge. Yeah. yeah I mean, for lesser citizens for lesser charge. Yeah, time. and so then Liddy and McCord. Liddy, Liddy got fucked. Though. Did he? I think Liddy got, to, I think he, he, Liddy got 20 years. Did he really? Wow. He got 20 years. Wow. Because Liddy, because Liddy was dedicated. Liddy was mm-hmm. dedicated. Now, you know what? If uh, if I'm wrong about this, I watched a lot of shit about Dixon and the cold and the, mm-hmm. and, the, uh, and the Watergate scandal and everything like that. Liddy stuck by Nixon because uh-huh. Nixon told him I will protect you. Wow. Right? And he didn't. And he so, let him go to so jail. All these other all the other ones start flipping. Well, so, start flipping. And so that's where that's where <laughs> So so after the trial and when McCord was convicted after the trial, he sends a letter to the judge. And this is at this point, like in my in my understanding, things are kind of like, okay, these guys have been convicted, but they acted alone and da blah 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 blah. But then after the trial, McCord writes a letter to the judge and says that some of his testimony was perjured under pressure from the White House. And to say that the burglary wasn't a CIA operation, but had involved. And then he says, but it had other government officials, other officials were involved. And that letter kickstarted like a bunch of shit, like everything kicked off at that point. Right. Yeah. And then, so then you get to April. So it was small McCord. McCord, because I, the Nixon, the, the White House fell in his administration. Mm-hmm. When McCord said what he said, when he went out there uh, in in front of the committee and, you know, started, mm-hmm. I think it was that, it was in front of the committee, started ministry, they thought it was going to be some minuscule, like, we're just going to make him into this guy, that yeah. guy, right? But what people start... Uh, what was the best? One of the best quotes I hear is like, when people start saying that you're gonna do these many years, people start talking. It's like <laughs> you gonna do five years in jail. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, you know. And it was just, it was one of the things where the next person, after he went, and everybody mm-hmm. else starts saying, but Liddy was the fool. Liddy was the guy who that he was listening to Dixon. He bought Nixon it. Yeah, like, he bought it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, we got you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And, and so then, so then, here's the again. We're going back to those parallels of of then and the previous administration. <laughs> so you've got the FBI being pressured to to not investigate. Yep. Weirdly enough, and then in April of '73, the White House Counsel John Dean 
begins cooperating with the White House with the federal Watergate prosecutors. He starts cooperating again, much in the same way that it happened with the previous guy. So, so that's in April. That's in early April, and then April is like the weirdest month for all of this because then, at the end of April, uh, Patrick L. Patrick Gray, who was the FBI, head of the FBI, he resigns after it comes to light that he destroyed files from Howard Hunt's safe. And um, William Ruckelshaus is made his replacement. And then senior White House administration officials Eichelman, Halderman, and Kleindenstent, they all all resign. And then Dean is fired. And then, bam, everything goes to hell. The the papers are kicking up. Everyone's paying attention. This now all of a sudden has, has kind of exploded at this point. And Nixon is losing his shit. So this is the point where Nixon, Nixon is now, so Nixon wasn't a president who ever really liked to be in the oval office. It was too open and too formal for him. He had this other building he liked to be in. And it was this den that kind of became like a war room. And this is the point in his presidency where he's literally living in this room and drunk almost all the time. And he's calling, who's the guy? It's the, it's the other movie too. It's another movie they made about it. He was calling, um, uh, I can't remember his name. I don't know. I don't know. Quick, stall for time. uh, Yeah, I know. No, no. All right. I I don't know. His name's not cold. That's that's one thing. It was one of the the one of the where Nixon. No, no. Actually, it was after. It was after. Mm -hmm. It was after he resigned, and he was calling drunk. Oh, oh, okay. So this is so he still so the 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 um. The the water the Senate Watergate committee has now started. Nixon's losing his mind, and they've started televised hearings. Nixon's going out, and he's doing these, he's doing these almost rambling speeches where he's just kind of going on and on. And and again, weird parallels between the last guy and Nixon here. And he's he's drunk. He's now can't trust anyone. He's like and weirdly recording a bunch of things that, that are going on. And it's just kind of crazy. But then the information gets released that Nixon actually records himself and records all these conversations with people. So when that when that hit the when that when the when the Watergate committee found out about that, they had a field day with that, right? Well, they had to fight. It it went to the Supreme Court. Yeah, the Supreme Court made them uh, release the tapes. Though Richard Nixon, even at that time. Mm-hmm did not think that he really recorded anything about Watergate <laughs> because he has so many tapes and shit over the years. And yeah, it was so he was many. Re- he thought he he thought he could run the time, the clock out, right? Yeah. He figured he just And that's not and that's the hard thing though. You know, I, I as a history major I try to tell people, right? You always gotta take anything historical mm-hmm. within the time frame that the historical event took place you yeah. know it's like oh man why people think it's here titanic they ain't flying helicopters and shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like yeah you know and that's the thing is that things it wasn't fast like now it's not like you like nixon tapes 
boom, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Next thing is they're online, you can go listen to them and all this shit. It wasn't like that right now with some certain asshole. Yeah, because it, it took like you know, it took like weeks to even get you know, some of the, the transcript transcripts, they right? They go through every every recording tape, uh-huh. put it in, and listen to it. And and, and Nixon was apparently he had a shitload of tapes mm-hmm. because Nixon was, you know, he he really wiretapped. And shit, a lot of people yeah. he recorded all his calls, so they really had to dig in to get to the meat. To the mm-hmm. uh, what's the term they always use for that? The the one that gives you give it away. Oh, the smoking the gun. Smoker, the smoking gun. Yeah, they were digging for that. It took a while to get to the smoking gun, and even me listening to it. Mm-hmm. He was like talking in a kind of a code kind of yeah. way. He just he did he never said flat out go to the water gate, you know, go, you know, mm-hmm. go wiretap this. It was a code and they had to break down different conversations mm-hmm. to put together yeah. <laughs> the so conversation we, to lead to the smoking gun, you know. So the the tapes themselves, it was like hours and hours of tapes, and there's even like missing minutes of tapes, like that you have no idea what it is. Do you think that when Nixon, do you think Nixon was more trying to, do do you think he was maybe trying to cover up other items or didn't want other things to come to light, and, and is that why he didn't give up the tapes, or was he really just trying to prevent anything about Watergate itself? I think people came to Nixon and told him not to give up the tapes because this is what thing about. I think sometimes, like a person like Richard Nixon. Mm-hmm. Richard Nixon is the type of person to me where he was, he he didn't keep track because he was president of the United States. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he kept track of all the little conversations he had. Mm-hmm. Like the little conversations to him didn't mean shit to him. He was probably, he's probably like me, drinking gin out the bottle, right? <laughs> <laughs> the sun kids, right? And they were like, and he was like, you know what? Fuck man, we, I I don't want to lose this election. He probably had like <laughs> I always try to. This is one thing about me, Murphy. You know, <laughs> I always try to get to the realistic of people yeah. because you know the press, the media, the film industry, everything wants to make this overarching thing. <laughs> I don't think it's overarching. I think Nixon surely did not give a shit about Watergate. I think Nixon's Watergate. His his idea of water game was just like <laughs> drunken conversation. Listen, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Look, just go out there, you know, Nixon talk. Just go out there and go give me some fucking information and do what you gotta do. And but the other guys, your Nixon me, is your Nixon is far better than your Tom Brady. Just saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But but the you know they they you know of course they follow him right. Mm-hmm. He's the leader. He's in charge. But to him, it's like. He's like, I'll give for just go, just go out there, get some information, bring yeah. it back. Tell me See, what the goddamn Democrats are fucking doing. I'll give a fuck what you do. I'll give a shit how you do it. <laughs> just bring just back the it. fucking information, and I'm gonna go do my shot right here. All right, thank you guys. So you, you think? Just, so you think he I just had so much shit? He just didn't even like. He was like, look, this is a non-event. 
this is a perfect phone call. This this is like no, this isn't this isn't anything. Why are you making a big deal out of this? You don't need this shit. So it wasn't he was trying to cover up. He just legitimately was like, no, I'm the fucking president of the United well, States. I, I, I tell you, I, that's the way I found the president of the United yeah. States. I get what I want, what I want. Mm-hmm. Give me my information, whatever the case may be. And I think you know, when, when he, when they, even when they got caught, I don't think Nixon even think that. When the plumbers got busted and everything, he didn't like, give a shit. No, he was, he was going to cut them loose. He didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny. It's funny. There's a story. I'm sorry to, to revert this real quick. There's a story oh, yeah, about yeah. about Linda B. Johnson. There's a story I love about yeah. about having the all of the power and being the president. The hell? And do you know that the toilet? No, do you know the toilet and telling people or giving orders from the toilet? No, do you, that no, no. Do you know the helicopter story? All right. <laughs> okay, so he's out there and he's getting ready to get on a helicopter and he's walking and he's supposed to go to the left and he goes off to the right. And like <laughs> Linda B. Johnson was was not a man you told what to do. He he very much was like, <laughs> I, I am the president he, of the United he, States. He, I he wield the power. And yeah. so and so he's walking over to this helicopter that's not the one, and this aide has to run up to him and says, Sir, <laughs> sir, sir, that's not your helicopter. And he looks at him and says, Son, I'm the president of the United States. They're all my helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard that one. And and Nixon, it's like I'm sure you heard it was from the toilet when he used to yeah, like, give orders. Like, give orders from the, the John. Why is I was taking the shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nixon. Nixon wasn't that guy. Nixon wasn't the guy who was very proud to use the presidency's powers. He was the one who like he wielded it from behind the scenes and was more than happily happy to manipulate things and then have that that outwardly facing. Um, that that outwardly facing facade, and and it kind of really, um, I, 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 the the I am what we've happy birthday DWG, happy birthday DWG. Oh, she's barely <laughs> vertical at this point. <laughs> oh, this is going to be an interesting evening for you. You're going to end the night holding her hair back. <laughs> We're talking politics. I'm about to pull a line for the '60s. Look, we're talking politics. Just us men. Can you go to the kitchen and make sure that the kids are okay? Okay, thank you, babe. All right, go make sure. Jeremy, we're almost done. We're almost done. Yeah, we're almost done. Yeah. We started late. I see red. Still. What? Yeah, we're still alive. Still alive. <laughs> hey, man, it's her birthday. She, it's her birthday. She can do oh, yeah. whatever. It's she fine. Wants. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> All right. So you gonna say hi? So you can go just hi, sweetie. <laughs> All right. Let us finish up. I'll give him back to you soon. No, no. Yeah, I'll be. Oh, we're almost done. She's turning nineteen today, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but. So so okay. 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 All right, man. We're almost done. I'll be out there in a minute. Okay. So July, Nixon refuses to hand over the tapes. Um, and then and then the worst thing I think that could possibly happen happens, and that's in October, where Agnew, who's been under investigation by the uh by the attorney for the District of Maryland. Under suspicion what, what, of criminal uh, conspiracy, bribery, and extortion and tax fraud for right. things that happened while he was um, while he was a Baltimore County executive and the governor of Maryland, 
They think he's still getting these kickbacks and these bribes as he's the vice president. And he has to resign. And, uh, resign, and he's forced to resign. And he's forced to resign, so, and he winds up pleading so. no contest to a single count of uh, right, tax evasion. Taking over the show. <laughs> but think of it this way. If, uh, sister. <laughs> Jeez. All right, guys, we're almost done. We're almost done. All right, so think of it this way: What if Agnew did not resign? And he actually held out a little bit longer. And when Nixon resigned, he would have been president. He would have been president. He would have. <laughs> he would have. But I think I think had Agnew not been forced to resign, it would have given more solidity to, to Nixon's administration. But Agnew having to resign, I think, was like a major blow. Because like even if even if it had nothing to do with Watergate whatsoever, but it gave the impression that that everything that Nixon was saying about about him being innocent, about this not being a thing. It it I'm it, not a crook. That that actually happened in November, but it, I'm it, not a crook. it was a major <laughs> blow to the administration. And and fucking then fucking all hell broke loose at that point. So the guy that Nixon had wanted to uh, name as vice president, he knew couldn't get through the couldn't get through the process. So he nominated Gerald Ford, and then the Saturday Night Massacre, which I, again, I, again, these are events that people don't that I think people our age, other than like you know history nerds like you, don't realize that this is a part of it. So the Saturday Night Massacre is when Nixon orders Elliot Richardson and, the, and the, Ruckelhaus. He was saying, oh no, hold on, let, let me see. Oh, I, I was gonna do it from a memory. I'm gonna okay. try to do it from memory. They were, they were, it was the head of the FBI, right? And he told them that not to, what? It's not, it's not so much the release states, but to protect them, right? Mm -hmm. Like a certain other president now tell the FBI to go fucking uh -huh. protect them. So I'm not and, wrong on that, right? And, no, and just like and, the former guy, they told, he told them to fire the special, special the, prosecutor. Yeah, the special counsel, yeah. Yeah. So they wanted to fire yeah. Cox, and well, both well, of them uh, refused. Uh, both the reviews. Uh, so it was now it was uh, special counsel. It was, it was Mueller, Robert. It was Cox. <laughs> no, not. No, no, I mean now. Oh, Mueller, no, I mean Robert now, Mueller. Robert. Yeah, Robert Mueller. Yeah, yeah. But at the time it was Cox. It was yeah. Cox. Yeah. So Nichols. So or, so Nixon orders Richardson and Ruckelhaus to fire the prosecutor. They both refuse, and so they resign. And then Robert Bork is like, "I'm going to resign," and finally, like, "Fuck it," but he does it, and he fires the he fires the the special prosecutor. Craziness happens, and then November seventeenth, Nixon does the famous "I'm not a crook" speech mm, at yeah. a televised press conference uh, from. I am not a crook. <laughs> do you, okay now. Do you know where the press conference took place? Okay, I think it was at a random overseas look. Was he doing a no? Okay. Don't it was at an event. Know. It was an event. It was at Disney World. He gave the famous no "I am not shit. a crook" speech at Disney World. At Disney World. At I Disney, did not World. Know it Disney World. Okay. Yeah. So then, so then the holidays happen. Nothing much happens, and then at the end of January, um, seventy-four GOP between between the end of January and the and April. Uh, April 74, multiple GOP operatives, members of Nixon's campaign, and aides, or uh, presidential aides, are all indicted. They're all indicted at this point. And then the White House tries to appease the, 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 the committee and gives them edited transcripts. The House Judiciary Committee says, no, we want the actual tapes. The impeachment hearings start. 
And then, then the then in July, the bomb is dropped when the Supreme Court then says, "No, you have to release the tapes." I think it was like six to three decision. I don't know. I don't have the actual numbers. Yeah, but yeah. So I think. And let me ask you this: Had the tapes not been ordered to been released, do you think Nixon could have weathered all of that? I think Nixon could have weathered all of it mm-hmm. if he actually gave a shit about it earlier. <laughs> I think if mm-hmm. he if he really took, but but that's the whole thing. It's like it, it, it's it's a, it's a it's a counterbalance of reality, right? Mm-hmm. I think Nixon being the person that he was, that to him. You're president of the United States. You know, you're, you you have to really think this. And I, I always tell people this. Sorry. You got to think of people. You, you hear all these people. are. You got to take them as a human because no matter how, if he's the president of the United States, he's still a human. Hmm. He still have an ego and all sorts of stuff to him. Nixon was getting a lot of wins, right? Yeah. He pulled out the troops of Vietnam. He, you know, he, Detente, you know, he went over to that, China yeah. to talk. You know, and I think to him, I tell you, Watergate was like the fucking little spider on the wall yeah. that he didn't crush. And then the spider became bigger. Then it became a triangula. Then it became fucking uh, the spider that uh, tried to kill Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> and then it became that fucking big, right? Yeah. And I think it was too, it was too late. It, it was, was too, too late, late by the time he came to it. Because uh-huh. I think even Nixon... I think even Nixon, like, when they released the tape, I don't mm-hmm. think he ever thought that he... And they had to do a lot of digging to yeah. get it because Nixon was really good at keeping secrets. And yeah. he was like, all right, you know, I'm Richard Nixon. Yeah. I'm keeping secrets. I'm not saying whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. But then he had that one drunken night when he slipped up and fucking... And that was it. And like arm. you said, that was the, <laughs> that, that smoking gun. Like like you said, they had to dig for it, but they found it. So it was recorded June 23rd and 72, which was just days after the break-in. And that was Nixon and Halderman formulating a plan to block the investigations. And 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 that was the that was the recording that 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 I think that's what swayed the Republicans to go to Nixon and tell him Dude, we're going to vote to impeach you. Like and articles of impeachment would have been introduced, and that tape, I think, was that was the killer. Yeah, and and and, that, and that's when uh, pol- uh, the pol- politics was real at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah, you know? it's not now where it's just it's so divided. People don't, you know, I think a lot of people in the newer generation don't understand that back in the day, it, it was like that, but. Most of the politicians, everything was just older white men. Mm-hmm. You know, they saw it's like, okay, well, this guy's crooked as shit. We'll just kick him out. We'll just put the mm-hmm. next guy in. I mean, that's, I think that's it. Because when, when, by the time Nixon resigned from office, you got to think, 68, 69, mm-hmm. 70, 71, 72. He was, he was already... At the end of his presidency, yeah, he was, yeah, he was. So it was, was like, there, so yeah. there's no re-election coming for Nixon. Mm-hmm. So for them, it was a safe choice. Yeah, you know get, get rid of like, him, get rid of him, uh, and yeah, save yeah, the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. and, and also at this point, he'd been battling this for like 15 months. Like this, yeah. like this was a big, this was a big, long, drawn out thing for something that was a, that was a very small, like, like you said, probably to Nixon was a very small, meaningless event oh, yeah. for all I, the other I, I things tell. that he had done. The back channels to Moscow, the, <laughs> the telling, telling the, uh, 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 stalling the Vietnam War until the, the reelection, yeah. things like that. 
Uh, this was this was like, dude, the I just lion, had some... the constant line, the of constant the line, war. the constant line. We're winning this war, no good. Well. Yeah. We were never, we well, never won the Vietnam War. Never won the Vietnam War the day that we landed in yeah. that country I, well, to I, do anything. <laughs> but of all the things you're right, that's the one thing. It was like eh, it's almost like I hate again. We're drawing parallels, Hill, but with the former guy calling some tiny little country that no one cares about, <laughs> Ukraine, saying, "Hey, look." Ukraine. Look, man, hey, I can you know, I can give I'm you more guns. You <laughs> I can give you more guns if you just give me the name of some people that you know that the Hunter Biden works with. You give me some names. It's like again, of all the shit he did when he was president, that was a very small thing, and that wound up being one of the one of the things that undid him. And <laughs> and Nixon, I think Nixon, you're, you're you're right in that Nixon had that hubris where he was like, I'm the fucking president of the United States. I just had some dudes break in and put and bug some phones for crying out loud. That's 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 a Thursday for me, you know. Like, I, <laughs> I think it, I think if Nixon barely won the election, mm-hmm. he would have paid more attention to. But the, that's oh, the thing, so man. you oh you're saying he felt like but, he had he had a mandate? Of course. There you go. Just think of it, right? You, you go up there, you go re-election. Watergate scandal was small at the time. Yeah, sixty-eight. No one knew what the fuck was going on. No one gave a shit about it. You yeah. get re-elected, this shit, right? Or seventy-two. Seventy-two. Well, yeah, seventy-two. To seventy-two. No one gave a shit about it. So many people was worried about it. Things and shit. You know. So guys, you just like. I don't give a shit. Look at my victory. Look at my win. <laughs> I went across the country and just wiped this fucker out, right? Of course, your ego. I don't give a shit who you are as a man, right? Man, your ego was, I'm telling you, Nixon's ego went through the fucking roof because you got to think of this. Think of this and put it in this regard. As you said earlier in the show, mm-hmm. Nixon was a person who had to work to get everything yes. that he had. So when he was on that top, right, he was like Tony Montana, you know, right? He was Tony Montana and uh, Scarface. You see, have you mm-hmm. seen Scarface? Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Of course, I know you see. So he's Tony Montana, right? Because yeah. Tony Montana was that small guy. He had to work, yeah. and then he became the big boss. The king but then yeah. what happened? And then what happened? He started letting small shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck with them, but he put it off. He's like, "Ah, oh, I'm Richard Nixon," and that's what he is. When you go out there and you wipe up the election like you did, he felt invincible. So wait, so, so the, him, let let me what? ask you then. So what do you think the real downfall of his presidency presidency was? Presidency was was it his ego, or was it his paranoia? Which one do you think was really the big contributing factor overall when looking at the entire picture? Which 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 of those two do you feel had the bigger impact on on his downfall? <laughs> Paranoia. Really? <laughs> that's a, that's, it's, a, it's, that's it's a hard a question, right? It's it's a, it's a direct 50-50 mm-hmm. because ego and paranoia. I believe so so look I, I, I know I may be repeating myself, but that's what I will say about Richard Nixon, man. Richard Nixon truly was one of those guys who always tried to make it mm-hmm. always try to be that top person but he didn't have the looks he's he ugly as fuck yeah. right <laughs> he was know? not an attractive man that was not an attractive man we bring it back to the human level mm-hmm. right he he was he was not attractive he was rarely like like one of those kids like the flower on the wall i can see him at the dance because yeah. he was the flower on the wall mm-hmm. he would never ask a girl to go fucking dance with this kind of shit right he was one of those guys right and he got to that power and then he got the power, and I think he 
was like, oh shit, I, you know, after he got reelected, mm-hmm. I don't think he knew how to handle it. And, and, and you know, and it's like all the shit that he did, he had to do to get there, start coming back slowly, mm-hmm. chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And, but the one thing is, is that America at that time was so concentrated on the Vietnam mm-hmm. War. And that was it. The Vietnam War, because that's when, you know, uh, yeah. After that, that's when um, John, what's his name, uh, threw his medal out, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 threw his, yeah. And, and and that's when the war was starting to break, and the hippies and the ones, the anti-war people came out. Well, I, the and, anti-war and people so then Nixon, became like everyday Americans. Everyday Americans were just sick but, and tired of it. But Nixon was, I, I, I would say this about Nixon. I think you have to sit up. This is why Watergate came back to go fuck him in the ass. <laughs> All right. Nixon was sitting in office, and I think he 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 was like, "Look, okay, Vietnam War. It's been already going on for eight years. Now I got reelected. It's been going on for twelve years. What do I do? Right? I got these hippies. I got these people on TV because TV came to light. You know, mm-hmm. during the fifties, during during you know during the and that's the that's the one of the big things that got." Um, uh, black people, I don't say African Americans, I hate that term. Uh, civil rights because you can see the water hoses. And yeah, you can see it with your own eyes. Life. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can see it with your own eyes. And he was there, and he was, and and, and LBJ folded. The Vietnam mm-hmm. War folded, so it fell in his lap. And so he had to make that decision, just like much with the uh, the war in Afghanistan and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, between going from Bush to Obama. To uh, Trump, mm. to Biden, mm-hmm. shit, right? It, it's like when you pull out and give up in that yeah. war, and I think he was so concentrated on that, and and it was just such a big thing. The Vietnam War just overtook every news channel. It took every mm-hmm. item of any American's thinking. It was Vietnam War at the time because a lot of Americans at, at that time they didn't even know. Like what the, they heard Watergate, they probably thought it was some kind of like resort somewhere. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, right? And he would never. I, I can see it. It, it. You know, it's like presidency. What's my number one thing? And he pulled out the troops, which Dixon did the right decision, mm-hmm. which is crazy, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then which is gonna bring me because I know we're coming to the end of the yeah. show. That Nixon became a lip tart at the end of the <laughs> Nixon became a lip tart. All right, I'm gonna break down three things that Nixon did that made him a fucking lip tart. Right? Okay, he actually stopped the speeches about how terrible the communists are and went to China mm-hmm. and actually thought that was his first move. Okay, and then he did the EPA. Mm-hmm. The Environment Protection Act. People he don't was, want to believe that a was, Republican actually started the EPA yep. to care about the environment because LA, uh, it, it, you know, was mm-hmm. so fucking terrible, yep. and the, the pollution was so terrible, and the waste was so terrible. He asked these stood up to the yep. plate, and then do you know did the the conservation. Uh, he, he was a, he was very pro conservation, which is very weird to hear out of a Republican. <laughs> and then and then uh, pulling the troops out. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I pulled the troops yeah. out of Vietnam, which was also very seen as like a, a lip tar. So Dixon, no matter how. 
conservative. He's supposed to be the super conservative guy, <laughs> but that by the end of his presidency, he became a flat out libtard. <laughs> I mean, he really did. He became a libtard, and that's um, the, and, 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 and that's the thing mm-hmm. is that people though in history would never realize is that Nixon wasn't actually. I don't think Nixon Nixon wasn't terrible as far as presidential stuff goes and whatever, but he was so he but he was terrible at how he had to do yeah. everything, right? The and way he, he the way through, he manipulated situations the way, and the way he was, the way he the way he got there was not the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and it came back to get him. But even no, four. Four things as a libtard. <laughs> He actually took responsibility and resigned. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. He didn't take responsibility. Hold on a second, hold on a second. He didn't take responsibility and uh, okay. resign. He resigned uh, because okay. the Republicans came to him and told him that, dude, we have enough votes to convict you. And he did not want to be he did not want to be impeached. He didn't want to be thrown out of office. So he uh August eighth, he delivered his resignation speech in front of the uh, the nation on a televised uh televised address, which is like watch it, it's weird. Just watch it. And then um, so he, he delivers his resignation speech. The next day he formally resigns and Ford becomes president. And then in September, Ford ends the investigations by granting Nixon a pardon. So Nixon never actually pays for any of this. He spends the rest of his life. First, he goes to California. Then he goes to, to New York and then to New Jersey. The guy is broke at one point, by the way. At one point in his life, he had $500 in the bank account. That's it writes a book goes on a bunch of things pisses a bunch of people off by the way as this is as this unofficial diplomat who shows up in places where the government doesn't want to have someone nixon had just fucking show up on his own guy finally has a stroke and dies in the 90s um but to this day like Uh. the like nixonian politics and everything every scandal is now something gate you know, laptop yeah. gate or, or Ukraine gate, something. But it, 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 gate. it it's it's weird how like the parallels between Trump and Nixon with the seemingly small event that kicks off a bunch of stuff that winds up with special prosecutors, the prosecutors being pressured to be fired, attempting to fire them, a bunch of people like televised things. And, and, and that's all, that's all from the Ukraine side that that's not even counting January 6th. The parallels between those two events are ridiculously eerie, right? It is ridiculously eerie except for one difference. What's that? (laughs) Nixon actually had, had intelligence <laughs> and like he actually yeah. that's the difference yeah. Trump has is really shit I mean he is dumb as fuck oh, he is. at least what, what Nixon is that he so I would say this I would say that Donald Trump compared to Richard mm-hmm. Nixon Richard Nixon is that it, he's that original, right? He's like, oh man, fuck, he's that original well, worker in the office, yeah. you know, scam artist, get people to this and whatever, whatever. And 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 and, and Trump is uh, Iron Man and Spider Man three. I mean, he. Oh no, I got, I have a better comparison. I have a better comparison for you. So, and this is a Star Trek comparison. So Nixon, uh-huh. Nixon, Nixon was a Cardassian cold calculating very much manipulating the situation and doing everything 
Trump, Trump's a Ferengi. Trump is a uh, crime of opportunity at best and purely thinking about how it can benefit him and not going any further than that. I think I think Trump lacks Trump lacks um, Nixon's skills for manipulation, for um, cohesive thought for the ability to plot and plan. Trump would just say random shit that came out of his, that he just felt like he wanted to say and literally would trigger a fucking entire investigation over it. I mean, that's, that's random shit is exactly how he got into trouble with the UK. Random shit coming out of his mouth. Cause I don't believe that it was really, I mean, I believe there was a plan, but like some of the shit that he said that caused it to fall apart was because he just couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut for January 6th. Had he just not said some of the things that he said, January 6th would have gone down as a bunch of random idiots attacking the Capitol. But again, he, he lacks that ability to, to plot and plan that Nixon had. Yeah, but we also gotta take the time, the time and technology and the difference. How fast oh. Trump is able to reach this thing, mm-hmm. while Nixon will have to go like literally get on a bus to go from town to town <laughs> to build up mm-hmm. enough people <laughs> to go out. You know, you know what I'm saying? He's like, you're not gonna go on television and tell people to do it. So you have to do it somewhere here that you have to see your minions to go do it mm-hmm. to tell people, you know, give me this rile up this, rile up that. And that's it's that's what technology is to change. I just wonder, I wonder how Nixon would, would be a president in present time, you know. And I you know, and I still think that he would fuck up as he records. <laughs> yeah, he would. Oh, yeah. I don't change it. I don't. I don't think it changed because I don't think it's the times or the technology. I think it's the man, yeah. right? And I think that it, today it would be the the war going on. You know, leaving Afghanistan, mm-hmm. going to Iraq, the whole Russia situation that they, you know, that underlining shit to him with Watergate, what was just nothing. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand. Like mm-hmm. to me, I think Nixon. Was he in the wrong for taking Watergate as so small? No, he wasn't in the wrong. Uh-huh. But but time started to change at that point where people actually cared about what the president did. So John F. Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe. Oh, God, right? yeah. That was like an open secret. And people, and that's the whole thing. At that time, presidencies... Everybody had affairs and shit, right? Yeah. And that was like the first block of making the president mm-hmm. into a person. Yeah. It's to take the president from the high and mighty level and making him into an everyday person. Yeah. And 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 so from Kennedy being done that way through the FBI, or whatever, mm-hmm. it led to all the rest of the shit and scandals and whatever the case may be, where scandals was more tantalizing than actual work, what they do. And that's why, like, even today, I, I know we're about to close out. Mm-hmm. I would say, like, with, with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is boring as fuck, right? And people are getting pissed about it. It's like, why is he not out here or whatever? One, he, you know, he's going to do, but Biden, he, he knows all the people on the Democrats, Republicans, mm-hmm. Reese's Palm. He's old school politician. He's old, you know, old school politician. He, he's not going to go out there or whatever and say anything. He try to play it safe. He's safe, Joe, you know. Very safe. And, and very safe. And it's like, 
and, and older white people, he knows how to get it. He's though black people are not going to vote for a racist ass fucking Trump, right? Yeah. But he also knows that, you know, that, that, uh, or, or and white people that are like in Wisconsin stuff find him to be safe. He's safe, Joe. You know I'm what I'm saying? saying? He ain't a woman. He ain't this. He's <laughs> a safe Joe. And that's how Joe won the, the election against Trump. It took 8 million people to do it. Uh, 80, uh, 80, 80 million. million. He 80 took 80 million, million people to go beat him because Trump went 10 million more than when he won election. Yeah. 10 million more people voted for the guy, right? So, so and, and that's the thing. It's like, you got to take everything in history in time frames. You have to take it for the time. Mm-hmm. And people don't appreciate the time. And that's one thing as a history major, it's hard for me. It's like, well, why would they do this? Why would they do that? Well, it was 1945. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, well, you know, well, why would they let this go? Why would it? 1940? The thing yeah. was 1945. They were, they were going by train. <laughs> they were going he's he, he, like shit takes longer back then it wasn't like all right next day it's not like that with the technology you know something happened you had to wait three days to see it in the paper <laughs> i know and so that's the whole thing is like but you have to take the time in the quarters but i think nixon i know we're about i know i think nixon now and nixon then i think it was his he he! I don't think he would have took Watergate seriously, even today. Mm-hmm. But today's technology and shit, I don't think he would take it seriously. But I think for it to build up with Woodward and Bernstein mm-hmm. going out talking to Deep Throat in garage parking lots and these this person folding, this person folding, I think that era of what happened is why the era of what it is now right mm-hmm. where people like they're gonna you know like to 10 years of prison or say that you know the president is a piece of shit president is a piece of shit. he did this and that people are folding you know and, yeah. uh, and i think that that became because of that time and i think that's the biggest thing to take away from watergate is how much has changed politics but how much politics is still the same? Yeah, that's that's absolutely the truth. Yeah. The more that the more the game changes, the more it stays the same. All right, folks. Well, look, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, on yet another uh, episode of Blad of the Show. This this is this is a good episode. I like this. You know, what? I I know we have some things planned. I think in the near future, I really would like to. I know it's recent history, but I would love to do the uh, talk about the election of Ronald Reagan. I think that would be another interesting topic. Uh, so, folks, you've, you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour with us. We want to thank you for it. You can find us here uh, Friday, almost. You can find us almost every Friday night, 9.30 p.m. in the east, 6.30 p.m. in the west. And remember, if we're not live. You can find us in the archive. You can get us wherever you get your podcasts and on Spotify. What do you want to say with that, James? You have something to say? <laughs> no, nah, I was going to talk about something with Jimmy Carter right away. Because I'm really deep into that history of the situation. See, that, and that's an interesting to- topic as well. That's an interesting topic as well. All right, folks, so we're going to cut you loose. Thank you so much. Have a great week, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Good night. And we're closed.